Shut up, I love it. You say that I watch people, Sasha? So do you. With your podcast. I just have better technology. You want gossip? I'll give you real gossip. Real life, Sasha. Get a life and shut up. I love it. Very elaborate. Elaborate work here. <laughs> so, sometimes it's elaborate. Sometimes it's nothing. I, w- I wasn't sure what to do with this one, but I figured if I get a life, then I can figure it out. This is Shut Up, I Love It. It's a podcast where I'm with one of the most incredible people I've ever met, myself. And I get to then talk to <laughs> Sasha as well. This Sasha that we mentioned like five times and this creepy monologue in the beginning. I am Sasha Filer. With me is Joe Cabello. This is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, you name it, joining us today. He's a writer and script consultant whose passions include tennis. I mean, passions. He's a pro tennis player, music, and erotic thrillers. You can often find him frolicking at the LGBTQ plus community. Welcome, (laughs) one of my favorite people that I don't get to see enough, Bill Hansen. Hey, guys. So good to be here. Yeah, so good I'm, I, I initially wrote lurking at the LGBTQ community, <laughs> and then I thought that was a little too creepy, so I changed it to frolicking. But like lurking would work better with the topic of I, the podcast. I, and, and, and also, frankly, is more accurate. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like lurking, but you know, I get it. I get the yeah. editorializing of it. That's, yeah. Bill Hanson slash handsome, which you are. I'm going to keep saying this the whole podcast recording, and I'm sorry if you it's know, annoying. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you, Sasha. Um, Assume every time that I'm saying Bill Hanson, <laughs> and I'm never saying Hanson. Imagine. Just assume that. We're assuming that. Um, Bill, what are you here to talk about today? I am here to talk about the 93, not 94, the 93 film Sliver. Starring Sharon Stone and Billy Baldwin. Yes. yes. Which was, uh, you know, universally panned at the time. I'm going to just step right Shockingly. in. I'm going to sliver right in and be like, why? Yeah. Like, why? Why was it panned? Well, I took a little just glance at a Washington Post review from the time. And there were definitely words like, perverted and pornographic it's it's an erotic thriller come on i don't know people got real upset with it i think you know so this is sharon stone's follow-up to basic instinct right which was of course this huge hit really provocative for the time and like a few years back too a few years prior right 92. So this is right on the heels. They're trying to really kind of keep that Sharon Stone momentum, right? Mm. She's the hot Hollywood actress of the moment. Right. Which, of course, a lot of people want to see her fail, Uh right? Because we we don't want to see a woman succeed, you know, right? Wow. So to it already. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting right to it. So and also she's exactly she's (laughs) thirty. at the time too so she has a little bit of a late start with her mm-hmm. career you know it's not like she was a star in her 20s she took some time to 
be an A-list star in Hollywood. And so I definitely think there was some backlash of who is this woman? Who does she think she is? How is she so willing to show us everything, you know, and let's, let's take her down a notch. Let's, let's get her ego in check. I don't know. I think there was something like to that going on. It's also interesting from how uh, a different position in erotic thriller she's playing in this one compared to Basic Instinct. Yes. And perhaps that's, that's a bit of a, something people weren't happy with or ready for. And Joe, do you want to just say what it is? Or Bill, Bill, would you tell what that difference is? I think we have Fatal Attraction, right? We have Basic Instinct. We have Disclosure. These movies where these women are damaged and they kind of use their sex as weapons to trap the leads who are actually the heroes of these films, the men. And in, and in Sliver, you know, Sharon Stone is more, um, she, she's not weaponizing her sexuality like those other films. So it's, it has a different uh, plot, plot line in that regard. Yeah, she's the the I, victim is the wrong word, but the the word is failing me. She's kind of the the we're scared think, for her. Yeah, I mean, she's been in. It, they explain in the movie that she was in a long marriage that was pretty sexless and loveless, and she'd just gotten out of it. So she's looking for a little sexual awakening, right? And. Um, Billy Baldwin helps her find that. As he has with so many women, I'm sure. And so many uh, young gay boys who <laughs> watch okay. this movie, um, perhaps certain <laughs> scenes of this movie, repeatedly on their parents' VCRs in the mid-90s. I'm not going to name names. No. But... I can't even imagine who. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm surprised that the, the VHS tape didn't doesn't have scratches and damage yeah. which, which movie was that scenes. or movies well this one oh yeah. gotcha. sliver. <laughs> the the great title sliver before yeah. we even get more into sliver and before the title we get more which we into have sliver, to can we just clarify that we're not talking about the 2006 movie slither <laughs> which is great a great movie too and has its own erotic scenes <laughs> but we're not here right. to talk about that just saying there's people being cut in half in that movie i remember very well i was yeah. very and tentacle sex and stuff okay anyway let's keep going before we keep going into uh, sliver of I, it all i do want to know like uh, you said you're an erotic or i think sasha said you're an erotic thriller lover or aficionado yeah and I'd love to hear more about that because I also love erotic thrillers. I wouldn't say I'm an aficionado or know much about them, but it's a type of film I do seek out and I'm excited to, to see when they especially resurge. Now, have they resurged? Have they well, ever know, resurged since the since the 90s? Not successfully, but uh, you had like Deep Water this Deep year. Deep Water, the one that's... The right. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about they, Deep Water yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll talk about Deep Water. I can promise you. Right. I have not seen Deep Water, but I've thought about it, and then I, I keep being told it's not great. But maybe I should tell people shut up. I love it and watch it anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't. My my feeling is most people don't love erotic thrillers. Like it's kind of a harder genre to get into. 
because it's not porn, so it doesn't have that quality. And it's a thriller is being diluted by the non-porn of it all. <laughs> well, I think you're talking, Sasha, it? about how we're uncomfortable with sex in culturally, right? Mm. So I'm not sure. I think people just get really uncomfortable with uh, sexual content sometimes in, in these movies. Right, unless it's like a private porn experience. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, we like uh, our sex stuff. Which most people watch. Most people watch their porn by themselves. Not everybody, but Again, most. we're not going to talk about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can't imagine again the person you're talking about. Uh, but what's how about erotic thrillers? Is that a correct to say you're an aficionado or fan? Usually in erotic thrillers, there's um, a a female lead, right, who is in some way um, either, as we talked, weaponizing her, her sexuality or um, discovering her sexuality, right? Or um, so I, I do think that it's always fun to see women exploring their sexuality in that way. Yeah. Right. And, and the thriller I, part I of it, it is what's different from like the other, at least at least one more erotic film family that I consider my guilty pleasure, which I have been like lately not as much into, but I've dedicated a lot of watching hours to that. It's more of like really young women discovering their sexuality. A lot of times it's European films where women are like way too young, but it is interesting experience to me because I'm like, whoa, how do they show from a young girl to then becoming a woman? And those things get like, you know, very sexy a lot of times it's like her, this protagonist hooking up with another female protagonist and all that stuff. A lot of French films like that. There's a whole world out there. So that's obviously has the sex element, well, but it doesn't have the, you know, like, like what is it? Blue is the color. Blue is, it, is the warmest color. It's the warmest color or many films like that. So, but the thriller aspect is almost like, is it targeting the same audience who wants to see the eroticism? I think that's the conflict of the genre. Right. Uh, right. Well, you know, I mean, I think it definitely, as I said, spoke to sort of this young gay kid. Um, because in, in Fatal Attraction, of course, at this time, you have Madonna doing her sex book coming out with Body of Evidence, right? Um, in Disclosure, these women... Um, are a little damaged, which I think uh, we can relate to sometimes. And just as people, <laughs> you know, they're also in in control of their sexuality, right? But I think um, I think that's what makes one of the things about this movie that's really different is that even though Sharon Stone is sexually confident, she's not damaged. She's not like well, not any more damaged at least than all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And she's not. Um, you know, she's not the she's the hero of this movie. She's not the antagonist, unlike all of those other yeah erotic thrillers of the time. So it feels different in that respect. She's the protagonist here. 
what is the it's just like a quick log line i know we're already like dancing on the dance floor here but like what is right. the what is this dance that we're talking about so I got one up too if you want to make it easy but uh, if go you want to go it, for it and we'll see because at imdbs i it's really more miss than hits <laughs> a woman moves into an exclusive new york city apartment building Checks which out. she soon discovers houses tenants with matters of all shocking secrets your eyebrow moved seductively question mark a few times as it's you a read seductive it. <laughs> movie so it has to be let's talk about sliver as a title too uh, while we're on the topic of what the log line and all of that sliver as a title it's uh, named off of the building um but is sliver a sexy word to anybody here i can't even tell what this word means i looked it up like as a russian translation and i still couldn't tell what it what it meant like i saw the translation i was like no <laughs> That's not what it is. You can't. Be. I think phonetically, it's it's kind of sexy, right? Sliver kind of sounds like mm, sliver. Give me a sli- sliver like of that. Slither, as you said, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's like I don't know. There's something a little slinky, right? Mm-hmm. All those mm-hmm. all those sort of sexy s word. Yeah, slippery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Slutty. You know, Slutty. we're gonna just gonna go mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sluggish. But then, of course, there's also slimy, which doesn't sound very sexy. Right. So from slippery I, I, to I could, slimy. I could, Mm-hmm. I'm kind of on the fence about whether Sliver is a sexy word. It definitely doesn't capture me as like an erotic thriller title, although I do enjoy the the word, like you're saying, yeah, the phonetics of the word. The yeah, sound exactly. Word. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Joe? What do you think? I didn't find it to be a very sexy word. <laughs> and going into it, I was like, I don't know, Sliver, it just, it's, I do see some of your points of it being kind of a fun word and has mm-hmm. slithery elements, but I don't even know if like slither is sleuthy, is right? Because there's a little bit of a mystery. There is. I think maybe yeah. the, the name comes a little bit from like <laughs> pieces, like sliver. You're seeing something very a small right. part. That's of what a I whole. figured has got to be the closest, right? Um, but yeah, it didn't uh, didn't take me as uh, by the a by the your normally sexy yeah, word by your parts. No. Your private it's not it's not uh, it's not a title that's yeah I don't, it, it didn't it didn't doesn't grab me in my nethers either mm-hmm. nethers right so um in terms of just again the setup so she moves into this apartment and then we immediately we have at least like two men that are in her peripheral i'm not peripheral i'm like yeah. right in front of her like in her in orbit her face. absolutely yes. And we are trying to figure out who's the bad guy, who's the good guy, right? I mean, pretty mm-hmm. much as she's falling for the younger guy played by the aforementioned, what's his name? William? Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Thank you. Now, also known as William Baldwin. I'm not sure what he prefers. I, I myself, as a William, <laughs> sometimes go by William, Billy, Bill, Will, depending on my mood. So maybe he feels the same way. If he is listening, he can let us know. And we'll broadcast his message. Do you think he's sexy in this movie? I thought he's a little bit sexy, honestly. I thought he's a little bit. I was like, I can kind of tell what's going. Like, I am. I am buying it more than I buy a lot of those sexy guys. What do you? Think? I mean, Joe. Joe does a perfect impression of his voice, <laughs> which I don't know makes him if that makes him sexier or less sexy. But it depends voice, on but. how you find Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I as I watched it, I was like, "Oh, uh, it kind of is upsetting that he is the bald one I look most like, and <laughs> um, and I feel this creepy energy in my life that he's doing." But you were the Val Kilmer of of 
Of yeah, but uh, young young Billy Baldwin looks like young Val Kilmer in some ways. All right, all so, right. So he's really he's puppy a dog. Little, mm-hmm, a little too mm-hmm. creepy. He's for creepy. Me to find totally sexy in this. Okay, and it's very like the movie is trying to make you think he is the biggest creep, and he is as well. Yeah, like he appears in frames suddenly and things like that. But I find a little creepy sexy sometimes. That's just me. I don't know about you all. Like a little, just a little, just a, just a little spice, a little creepy is good. Sometimes. Yeah, a little edginess. Yeah, like a little, like, what's a little going adventure. on? What's the mystery? Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. So that was me. Um, and so, so, so thought Sharon Stone's character. She thought the same thing. She was like, give me some of that younger ass, which he underlined very rudely to her. He mentioned to her that he's younger <laughs> than her. She was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Did you see Yeah, at that? the time, Billy Baldwin was, at, at the time of filming, I think it was like 29, and Sharon Stone was like you know, 34, 35. So I don't know. That age difference doesn't seem like much to no. me. But maybe he's supposed to be playing a little younger. What do you think? I think, no, I think that was 1993. Yeah. It was supposed to be like, look at that crazy age gap, honestly. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I think they, they wanted to play that for sure. And she's yeah. like a professional woman, right? So she like ages herself up in like being all the time wearing business suits and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. She wears and a lot then, of beige, a lot uh, of neutral colors. Niche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then compared to the Tom Berenger, they're like, they're definitely playing... A young guy, older guy. Right. So Tom Perringer's the right. other guy, right? So what's his deal, Bill? So he plays Jake. Is that right? J- Jack. Jack. Jack or Jake? Jack. Jack, who's a, a mystery writer um, who is supposed to be, you know, very successful, but at, at the time we meet him has lost a little bit of his... Um, edge like he's he's having a little bit of writer's block he's he's feeling like he is losing it a little bit um and so um that comes out um you know he gets a little bit aggressive at times yeah and she's he's he's also he's very very forward with her very forward aggressively forward in her face forward he thinks thinks they're already dating (laughs) like once he says hi to her he's like you're my girl (laughs) He's assaulting Remember that her. scene where he in the park? She, yeah, he's assaulting her. I wrote. He runs I wrote Jack slash Tom Berenger is assaulting her, and I also wrote both run so well. <laughs> it's one of my notes. <laughs> it's very like New York to be like, look, everybody in New York runs in Central Park. Like that's oh, such I a New York. I thought the movie. same thing. It's like if your movie <laughs> takes place in New York. You are going to have a scene where somebody's running in Central Park and that you have to. There is a fraction of population that runs in Central Park. You have to live next to Central Park. Right. And and then but it's very few people do. Yeah, yeah, it's very few people do. And and I don't know, it's 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 very funny, but like yes, director Philip Noyce. 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 Oh, yeah. Can we just Philip Noyce? <laughs> I'm a big fan of Philip Noyce. Uh, also directed oh. Blind Fury. Which I'm holding up a copy for everyone yeah. to see of my caressing, Blu-ray of I could Blind say. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's, I'm slivering inside of it. So, and also one of the worst movies ever made, The Giver, the book, the film adaptation of the book, The Giver, which I recently listened to the book, and I liked the book, although it felt like the beginning of a better book, and then it was like suddenly the book ended. That was my only problem. It felt like it was just a fraction of a book instead of a whole book, but I liked what I what I what I heard. 
Oh, I can't even do you the disservice to tell you to go watch the movie just out of curiosity. I might have to. I would avoid the movie at all costs. I right, might have to. So I'm sorry. I got distracted with all the slivers slivering around. Well, we're, well, so Sharon's running through the park. And she, by the way, her name in the movie is Carly. Carly. Yes. So Carly is running through the park. And this hooded man jumps out and tackles her basically you gotta have like a jump scare yeah which yeah which you know um (laughs) and then it turns out obviously she's really um rattled by this it turns out it's jack tom berger's character um who thought it was funny i thought it was (laughs) and he thought aggressive thought it was flirty yeah it's clueless like oh let's let's you know pretend you know let's let's pretend we're mugging somebody and then you know um ask them out on a date yeah, yeah so and she... at this point he's a he's a murderer like spoilers everybody but that's what we do well like it... in the context of him he's a murderer in the in the ending you saw maybe oh that's there is an alternate ending Okay, okay, let's let's just sit one okay. second. We're, so we're... at this point, Sharon Stone has to choose between a creep and an aggressive man who's trying to assault her. Yeah. Well, but in, you know, she doesn't yet know what Billy Baldwin's character, whose name is Zeke, mm. what all he's into, right? Super right now, at this point, she thinks he's just kind of this um, kind of slithery, sexy mm. uh puppy dog eyed um, younger man, right? It's only later that she realizes that he has cameras set up in the building. Oh boy, what is building. set piece? What is set piece? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For 1990, like early 1993, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, I think it's ahead of its time. With so ahead it really of its time. It's doing. With all the Big Brother reality TV, I mean, I don't know, I'd have, if, if there were cameras in a bunch of like people's apartments and I could watch, I'd, I'd have a tough time saying no. I I saw why Carly was. You are lurking around the LGBTQ. I'm I'm lurking at the LGBTQ <laughs> community. That by the way, that's a reference to Britney Spears' quote when she she thanked all her friends at the LGBTQ community, which really makes no sense. So <laughs> in case you're wondering where that came from, I love that it has history. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, the setup is insane. It is, it is like multi, I mean, the video is great, right? Every room and every apartment in this building has like a wide shot, which you can yeah. zoom in slash enhance, you know, the thing that doesn't exist on every yeah. close up. And record. Record. And then millions, millions of, of tapes on VHS, which are always being recorded. And the audio is beautiful. I mean, because the hardest thing in the situation is audio. How do you get audio? Mm. Well, you know, it's bugged like hell because the audio sounds right. great. You, and the, the craziest thing about it all is that everybody is living with boring parts cut out. There's constant drama in this apartment. People are <laughs> molesting children. I'm sorry. They're molesting People, they're children. Molesting children. They're discovering they have cancer. They're discovering their cancer. And they're um, having sex, of course. Constantly. Yeah, all constantly. Yeah. Um, they're dancing. You know, they're an old couple dancing, waltzing, having just enjoying the sunset of their lives. Yeah. Um, that was one of the more, I think... <laughs> 
there was like a uh, cleanse the palate and move back to like, right, molesting. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Which, but yeah, can we talk about that part. That part, just in that, what was uh, Zeke doing? Plan the whole spoiler. Time before... Zeke is the one watching them. Zeke. Is well, the one yes, them. everything spoiled. He owns the building. <laughs> sure, it turns yeah. out he owns the building. Yeah. And he finds out that this girl's getting abused, or he's known right. th- about it. And then once Carly knows about it, then he's like, hey, we could do something about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we could, dude, we could you know, use this voyeurism for good. Yeah. What Like, before, what was he going to do with that information if Carly was never in the picture? He was just going to keep watching and be like, this sucks for her. Oh, well. Yeah. Like, really, really strange. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the thematic questions of the movie, right? Is what, if you have this knowledge, what do you do with that power, right? Do you use it for good or do you just kind of enjoy it, get addicted? That's all he's doing. I mean, there's no Instagram, there's no internet whatsoever. She's watching people through, Carly's watching people through a telescope that somebody, turns out Zeke, just left in her apartment. Like, imagine you come home and there's like, like, you come home and there's something in your apartment. Like, even uh, if, if it's if, a nice. If gift, I come home to a telescope tomorrow, I'll be thrilled. <laughs> yeah. But also, would you want to be like, okay, so somebody just has full on access to my place because there's a lot several of that. Times. Several yeah, times. Yeah, like right. several times somebody has a, obviously has a key to her apartment. It's like is yeah. this 1940s where you like you have a key man at your door that just lets you in. I don't know. I do, pardon me, wonders early on why Carly, Sharon Stone's character, didn't say, you know what, I'm just going to move out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to, this. I don't know, someone's died in this building, now another person died. I'm going to move out. Not This is just not a good vibe. But there are hot men all around her. There's even an old man in the right. beginning that just jumps out at her and says, I'm your secret admirer. Doesn't freak her out, right? Isn't no. that like an old man? And then he gets killed eventually, pretty right. quickly. Right, Yeah. Dies. And I think that's Gus. wasn't clear. What, mm. Did he die of natural causes, right? <laughs> I think oh, yeah. it was made to look natural, <laughs> okay. but I think he was pushed. Oh. Yeah, in the shower, which is, the, remember, the same way we find out. So Billy Baldwin's character, Zeke, mm. he's really into women with kind of chin-length blonde hair. Um, like his mom, because that's what his mother, that's what his mother, who died young. Yeah. Mm. And the woman who had lived in the apartment before Sharon Stone, who then died, I think Naomi was her name. Um, she also looked very similar to his mom and to Sharon Stone. So he, he's got a thing for this, got a little bit of a mom, mom, Oedipus complex. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the complex. The uh, yeah, the Bates Motel complex. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but like this is never really explored, right? I mean, we know that okay, he likes women that look like his mom, but then is it added just so that we make that connection to Hitchcock's psycho and we're like, oh, so he's definitely the psycho that's killing everybody? Oh, wait, it's not him; it's the writer. Yeah, it's Who's the audience people? manipulation that it's it's and I love that type of audience manipulation where you're, you know, I know they're going to think this because of this. But I think with this movie in a fun but ludicrous way, <laughs> it does throw too much of that. It and throws like, a lot. Uh, OK, so 
every woman who lived there who died looked like his mother and he was into them but it was someone else who killed that those people <laughs> for whatever his other reasons were it's like a lot of coincidences for audience manipulation but that's what erotic thrillers should be yeah well i mean there's only the one woman who looked like sharon who, who died beforehand the other uh people who died were as you mentioned gus that older dude and then sure, pretty early memorable, on memorable part yeah um we have her kooky neighbor vida die oh inexplicably Didn't we love her I don't understand. the ensemble in this movie is incredible you've got the her. horny horny assistant judy right yes is judy. that her name it. judy can't get anything but is so horny I oh like my god her. and she yeah. just Love, she's constantly like telling Sharon Stone, like, okay, what'd you do this weekend? You must have had I sex like all weekend because I didn't she's great. hear from you. Yeah, she's obsessed with with Sharon Stone's sex life. Yeah, and let's let's just say her sex life, Sharon Stone's life, is hot. She gets yeah. banged up against the wall, like you know, he's banging. That's her. the scene that I might be especially familiar with. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's physically impossible. Like what he like. There's certain angle that it was I'm a like carefully choreographed scene. Yeah. <laughs> um. He. You know. He. Well. First of all, he calls her butt nice. He like creepily assaults her butt, like kind of without transition when he takes her to the gym, which is a hot right. invention at the time. Because he asked her, do you re- do you work out? No, I mean like really work out, like with weights. And so that's where he puts his hand on the butt and he says, nice butt. And it escalates in the banging against the wall later. And she, and I think she says, um, yeah, he, he, he asks her, has anyone told you you have a nice butt? Oh, yeah. And I think she's like, no. And then I think he maybe says something like, well, then the wrong people have been looking at your butt. And he's right. <laughs> right well i don't know what it means but like you know if i heard that i'd be like that's that's nice that's nice you think <laughs> i don't know I, again you gotta take it with the creepy that he is like the creepy right. man is gonna say weird things like that and you're just gonna have to roll with it which she rolls she rolls. she does yeah well i you know she's she's a little kinky herself Right. She once she discovers that he has all uh, he's watching every single person in the apartment mm, all the time. She like that. Mm-hmm. She likes it. Yeah. She. It's like, oh, I can ditch the telescope. I'm. I. You got video cameras up. Like this is even better. Yeah. So irresistible. They actually bond their relationship. Well, you know, she's a little bit. Like she's like, I don't know about this, but pretty quickly then she she's she's watching it right there alongside him. She's actually he's like, Hey, do you need to take a break to like go to the bathroom or get some lunch or something? And no, she's just sitting there watching these videos for like hours on end. Until his naked butt enters the shot and he takes her against the wall. Again. <laughs> again, memorable scene. Yes. I like yeah. how the butt just enters, right? Like he constantly enters yes. the frame from side. Like there was so much direction of him just like entering from like clearly right or left, including his butt shot. It was just yeah. like enter, like like step step to the right, butt. It reminds shot. me of the Klaus Kinski turn. Oh yeah. The actor Klaus Kinski, which we've talked about on this podcast before, he had a special method to enter the frame <laughs> where he would like 
point one foot backwards and one put foot forward, like in a weird ballet stance, standing next to the camera, and then it would allow him to rotate perfectly and surprisingly into the frame. And Ooh, it was the classic I wonder shuffle. if Billy Baldwin studied that before. Well, I, I bet he did. <laughs> he's yeah. bot studied it. He's bot. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I am so grateful for that scene. It is yeah. a great, it is definitely like a, I would say a classic erotic thriller set piece scene. And what they do yeah. is very interesting stuff with music, I thought, in this film. The soundtrack of this film is unbelievably good. There's Massive Attack, like, Enigma. Yeah, it's a insane. lot of Enigma, like right away. The I know. Tribal. But like, yeah, I liked it at the time too. And so then um, I also thought it was very interesting, like, they would do diegetic and non-diegetic music at the same time. They'd be like, this is the music that's playing, like he's playing on his stereo. Right, right. But yeah. there's also the creepy drone in the background. And I thought it was also a- ahead of its time. I've never heard that in the like earlier movies, that stuff. Right, yeah. So it'd be like a labouche or somebody like that singing, la-da-da-dee-da, or something, I don't know, 1990 <laughs> stuff. But then it's also like, like shit's going to get right. real. Yeah. Oh, shout out to the guy who wrote. I think it's a man, Howard. I can't remember his last name, who wrote the music. Good job, Howard. Um, But yes, uh, I think they do a great job with the soundtrack. Although I don't know about UB40s. Is it I Can't Help Falling in Love? Their their cover that that was the big single from this movie. Oh, was it? Was that the big single from it? Sort of this reggae, like kind of romantic I can't help falling in love with you um huh. this doesn't fit I no it doesn't like it sounds like it does I think that was a that song was a smash though like mm-hmm. I think it was a huge hit like it was probably the most successful part of the movie was mm-hmm. that song yeah yeah I, um, uh, the the first half of it ish play like it could be a horror movie depending on yeah. what gets revealed just this idea of like oh someone who looked just like you died in this apartment and you have all these strange neighbors and i really liked that that seemed to be creepy and i love that well you know digital horror the writer of the book sliver also wrote rosemary's baby (gasps) oh apartment in new york next to central park hello that's got to be a theme so definitely knew what what they were doing in terms of horror absolutely yeah Yeah, and the the screenwriter as well is no slouch the basic instinct right. screenwriter and it's got a, a great pedigree as far as director writer original book yeah it's based on sharon sharon yeah a baldwin um <laughs> a baldwin a baldwin apparently they did not like each other on oh. on set i think there's this oh. famous quote he said after a love scene with her he was like mm, thin lips okay breath My God, what a dick! Yeah. Well, I'm not. I think it was mutual. Okay. In, in his defense, I, yeah. I think she was. I think she thought he was a shitty actor. Okay, that's strong. But I think, I think that it was the their dislike of each other was mutual. I I don't see it in their scenes. In their no, scenes, their I chemistry. See, maybe they wanted to bang it. Maybe. Real. Who knows? Who knows? Because their but, chemistry is fine. Like it's. Yeah. I didn't question it like in other movies that I, you know, watch. Like erotic thrillers can be hard, but like this one, I was like, yeah, sure, sure. You know, I can see that. 
I don't know. I don't know. But um, he, you know, the way he tells her, like, I want to see you. I mean, the whole the whole creepy thing is great. It's it's well, again, I mean, she's been in a shitty, a, a sexless relationship for a long time, but she's not a sexless person. Mm-hmm. So if we're actually trying to like, you know, get into this character, she needs to be told that she's hot because her husband, you know, didn't for the past several years. She right. needs to be um, kind of, oh, she needs a little bit of help in, ter- in terms of being awakened sexually. Yeah. But she has, she's a very sexual person. And so once she's awakened, I mean, watch out. Yeah, she takes off her underwear in the middle of the restaurant. And yes. Old people get oh, excited slash upset. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Forgot. So that's, that's the what best. Is it's what is said piece. I mean, it's- Yeah. Yeah. It's- uh, I loved it, but, but I think it's the it's really poorly directed. Like you mean you don't see enough vagina? So no, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I it is. that's probably the note. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> yeah. agree. I, I think the fact that it it cuts comedically to the people at the other table, and I think that's totally ruins the scene. I think you keep the scene on them. We know they're in the middle of a restaurant keep it tight on them and what's going on so we don't really know what's happening with the people around them because we know like this couple isn't gonna this other couple's not gonna get up and like get them kicked out of the restaurant like there's no real tension I'll become to like knowing. actual characters in the movie <laughs> yeah. they should have right. followed them is what i think actually. <laughs> yeah it added an unnecessary comedic element to what could have been i think really uh, great scene a super sexy scene yeah, yeah, I, I just hated diluted. that. That's a good point. It's interesting that they would bring comedy for erotic thriller like that when all they're fishing for should be eroticism, right? It might not have been even attempting to be comedic. It just ended up being comedic. Well, it was just a lot of old white people raising their eyebrows and looking around like... It's like when support. Harry met Sally yeah. is what? what it feels like. What? What is she doing? <laughs> But it right. was cool when the waiter came back and he's just like sniffing her underwear, man. That's all that's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. when we want to no, see. The, the, wa- the waiter was, you know, played it cool. Yeah. You know, he was like, yeah, oh, I see this all the time. Like, I oh, see I'm underwear, I fr- I'm underwear on the plate all the time. Yeah. yeah. Would you like me to wash those for you, madame? <laughs> that was uh, yeah. the scene that they cut out. Um <laughs> can I, can somebody explain to me just like in terms of what was going on with the messages she was receiving at the office from Billy from yeah. oh my from god Z. the hacking the hacking with wrote like she keeps getting messages on her computer and like she mm-hmm. accepts them as I get what they're coming from Right. Well, they delete well, remember, her it, file one time. <laughs> one time she has a full like six paragraphs and it deletes that. I would be so upset if I was writing of... like a script for like a couple of hours and then someone oh, that would suck. It. I, I kind of missed that part, but um, yeah, I think, I think the idea is that he's remember he works in technology. He says he's a video game designer, which when so, he, he means hot hacker, and that. Right. So I think she's um, not surprised by this because she knows his background. So she actually thinks it's kind of sexy. And also remember, it's 1993. So like to get a digital rose is kind of new. No, right? for sure. Yeah. Whereas now it'd be like, oh, thanks for like that awful, like, you know, 
e-card with the digital rose. Yeah, I think it's sweet in that context, the rose part. I was just confused, like, why was she okay with that coming in and being like, oh, yeah, that's my hacker boyfriend. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think she's I I think she's living on the edge. I think Sharon Stone's a little kinky. Mm. Her character's a little kinky. And maybe I don't know if that's one of the reasons audiences were uncomfortable or, or critics were uncomfortable with it. But, you know, it's like she is a little kinky. You know, she has a dark side mm-hmm. and she likes this voyeurism stuff. And, you know, she isn't going, She she's into Zeke, even though, despite the fact that he's filming these people, despite the fact that he's, um, you know, wants her to, like, she, she likes it. Do you think they'll live happily ever after, after the movie? Well... <laughs> <laughs> that that gets me to the alternate end. Yeah, please, yeah, please. Because I would say normal ending. What's your answer to the the <laughs> regular ending to that question? Well, when when she, so Sharon Stone, and this is I think kind of, you know, says something about you know where culture is. Period. Where where culture was at the time though is like. She realizes she decides that it's immoral to be into you know, watching people, voyeurism, basically. And that Billy Baldwin, not the right guy for her. And she says, get a life. (laughs) And shoots all of his expensive video screens and then leaves. This is, by the way, there's this whole murder mystery. We find out that Tom Berenger's character, Jack, was the murderer as Joe Hardy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But, you know, even though Billy Baldwin was not a murderer, he still needs to get a life and that's, and so I, I think she, yeah, I think we're supposed to assume that she like walks out the door and never sees him again. Moves on with, gets her own life. And Maybe she was speaking yeah. to herself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's the alternate universe? What's the other ending? Think. Well, in the alternate ending, um, she, uh, it turns out that Zeke is the murderer. Well, yeah. yeah. Most yeah. likely to but, the murderer. <laughs> right. Um, but she doesn't learn this until they get married. There's a whole oh. marriage scene. Oh. Yeah. Is this a you can book find this, or it's, it's exists? No, you can, find, it's, you can find a grainy alternate ending. They shot the whole thing. The, the budget of this movie ballooned out of control because they had to reshoot the entire ending. Yeah, they didn't like but him this, because it was too predictable that he ended up being the murderer. Well, it's unclear. Again, this is my take on. I I think they didn't like the fact that she didn't reject this kinky stuff, mm-hmm. right? So in the in the mm-hmm. alternate ending, she kind of continues to embrace it and continues to go down this like because she doesn't know that we see in the alternate ending, this flash that he killed Naomi. And so we know, but her back is turned when that flash, when that appears across the camera. So we don't know if she knows. And they get married, of course, on the balcony of this slivery building. Slivery. Um, <laughs> then they get on a helicopter and they're um, flying over a wow. volcano. Very alive. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the flying over volcano. I don't know if you you remember, right? There was he had this awful kind of like he did mention a volcano, nineties right. volcano sculpture in his apartment, and he was like, "Oh, I love volcanoes." I was Which wondering I what I happened to be, that. I want to go in one one time. I want to <gasps> fly into one. I thought yeah. it was just vagina, you know? No, yeah, no, it's foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so she then, so they're flying in the helicopter. She has a, a, a video camera, a camcorder, and she's like recording him. So she's clearly gone full. Wow. Like she's the. There's no turning back now, right? That that train has left the station and she's loving it and then um they take off their seat belts in kind of this weird erotic way and then um he then she says you know i saw i i saw the video of you killing gus remember the old guy that falls in the shower yeah r.i.p he's like memorable role yeah and she's like but don't worry i have it in a safe safe place so she knows she knows that he's the murderer and yet she's still i kind of like that ending the way you're telling it at least well and then they circle the volcano and kind of go in and things get warm warm because they're in a volcano and there's lots of steam and they're like loving it though like sharon's like yes she's like clapping she's like like she's like loving living on the edge she's loving it and He's loving it too, but it. What's unclear is because she just told him basically that she knows she's a murderer. Maybe he, you know, goes into the volcano, into the actual lava or whatever magma, and kills them both, right? So that he doesn't get exposed this to murder. This is bonkers. This is bonkers. Or maybe they just have a little, you know, fun in the volcano, and then. Leave, you know what? Right? This is this is and they have a we find out world. this is a dream. The whole movie is a dream that Gus had one time in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> that Judy had because she's so horny. Mm-hmm. Judy, who's by the way, she plays Carly's Sharon Stone's assistant, and she's yeah. Um, I, I think Judy. it's a Judy dream. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, what were your thoughts on that ending? Well, you know. I think what's really confusing is it's it's like, okay, so I get that Sharon Stone was kind of like, mm, I, I like being on the edge, I'm into this. But for her to know that this guy's a murderer okay. and to still be into it, I think was like a big leap for me. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of, I, I don't love the, the moralistic element of the ending that they went with, right? Which is that she needs to reject the voyeurism, reject this guy, reject the mm. kind of sexual liberation she was feeling and like kind of get back to normal. So I like the alternate ending um, and, and so far as like her character is kind of continuing down her sexual journey, whether we approve of it or not. I, I just kind of like that. Mm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, There's I- rumors also that Sharon Stone was asked to go back into the studio and re-record some of her lines to make her character, this is when they were coming up with a new ending, make her character sound a little bit more whimpery and a little quieter um, so that it wouldn't feel like she was, you know, so confident going into this, uh, you know, 
world of voyeurism. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a rumor. Noise. I cannot. Noise. I can neither confirm nor deny. Noise wanted that. And I don't know if I like that, but that's what he wanted. And he got it. Is there anything else we need to discuss before we go to the ratings? Oh. Um, well, I, I just would add that um, this movie was all controversial because they thought it was going to get an NC-17 rating. Right. Can you believe that? Like watching it now? I did like, not see any NC. Well, wasn't there like a there was one? There was one p- flaccid penis like on one of the videos. But I mean, it's just kind of yeah funny. Now, that- like there's no HBO show that doesn't have an episode of penis, like penisless episode. There's no, there's no <laughs> HBO show like at this point. Right. right, and that's a, a, the different set of rules, though, right? Too of like movie right. the movie rating versus sure, sure. Uh, ca- basic cable rating versus. I'm just whatever. talking about penises, Joe. Don't correct me. Just talking about penises. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for more of the penises <laughs> and everything, so I, I'm with you. But I, yeah, I don't yeah. see in the NC-17 reasoning here at all. But do we like seeing a lot of flaccid penises? Because not a lot. I, I, just I don't one per episode. It's fine. No, but <sighs> it's upsetting. Let's just do it. Yeah. We do one every ten, know. but hard. <laughs> a a yeah. three to one hard to soft ratio. Yeah, I think the, the newest Jackass rule. movie. Yeah, that that's full of flaccid penises. Which and one? We're kind of happy that the newest Jackass. Oh, I so oh. many penises. I thought you were talking about Sonic yeah. Sonic Hedgehog too. No penises in Sonic the Hedgehog. I would too. love to huh, see. That's surprising. You think the the guy who voices Sonic? I would love to see his penis. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> What's his name? Who's, who voices Sonic? Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. I still have a crush on him. Like, small crush. Even though, like, he's... I don't know. Is he a good guy? I don't know. Doesn't need to be. I've but heard would... nothing to say he's not. For the record. Okay, what I would love to yeah. see is penis. For the record. Uh, so anybody <laughs> me too. I, I, can't, I, I can't picture him, but me too. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to see it too, even though I can't really imagine what he looks like. Only yeah. if we see a picture of Sonic Hedgehog. And then his penis, like yeah, like a sonic top, and then uh, bench. <laughs> you don't need penis to see. Bottom. You don't need to see the bad. Mm. <laughs> also, I'm basing this. I'm from like ten years ago <laughs> when I thought he was cute. I don't even know if he's cute still. He's probably cute. Uh, this is not about me and my penis uh, affection, <laughs> affectionate affections for people's penises. Uh, this is about you, Bill, and uh, you probably are ready to go to the ratings, right? Because we can express more of our. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Desires. And right, let's get into it then. How does it work, uh, Joe? Yeah. We are going to rate Sliver on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as our metric of comparison. So it could be another erotic thriller movie. Like, hey, this movie is mm. a 2 out of 10. This one's a 10 out of 10. Or it could even be, hey, having sex in a, a, a up against a wall is a 10 out of 10. And so is this movie. Like, you know, it can be whatever you want. Oh, and if that doesn't make sense, me and Sasha will go first. Oh, and I, okay. Yeah, why don't you guys go first? Yeah, it we'll makes make some sense. sense. Sounds, sounds a little loose. <laughs> we build up. It's very loose. loose. It's as yeah. loose as anything. And we're building up to our guest to really express what they're right. So this is it's not even important what okay. we're going to do right okay. now. I'll go first, okay. in fact. I'm just going to go okay. first. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. like I like it. I know, I know you it. love it. I know you love it. You like to be in the middle. Uh <laughs> I would love to, you know, I would love to just compare it. This is very unexpected, right? Because I could compare this movie to 
an erotic thriller, but I choose not to. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm going to compare it instead to what I think is a highly overrated TV show that takes place in a building. All the murders in the building. Oh. <laughs> Very aggressive, right? Uh, but that's what I'm here for—to be aggressive. And my wow. ratings do not like it. I saw the pilot. I was like, "What trash?" Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, all the murders in the building for me, it, with all the like great expectations of the cast and everything, I was like, "Trash." Yeah. Don't care why people are watching it. Do we have to now infest, infestate? Do we have to uh, infestate like comedy with these like true story podcast, you know, themes and like you know make invite big actors, whatever. Write me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I love it, it either. If and if you love, like if you love it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no. hurting your feelings. Uh, well, I, I'll put it this way: I started it, didn't finish it. I'm so like stuck on episode enough. five. Yeah, Say, I, I got around to four or five. And yeah, I, I left like, it oh, hanging. This is, left this is it fine. hanging. Yeah. Yeah, flaccid, flaccid penis in my mind. So I would give all the murders <laughs> in the building. Um, <laughs> I should have just compared it to flaccid penis. But instead, I'm going to compare it to all the murders in the building, which is to me a three. And you know what? I'm going to give an eight. I'm going to give Sliver an eight. I enjoyed it. I even like it was never boring. To me, it's not. Mm-hmm. It was not boring. I never wanted to look away. I watched it in one. I, I was not feeling well. I had a rough day, and I just watched it in one sitting, and it was a beautiful, beautiful uh, couple <laughs> of hours of my day. So, Sliver yeah. eight. Joe, what about you? Uh, you know, I will go against another erotic thriller of the new ilk, not Deep Water. I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to talk about Deep Water. Really, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm we're still gonna process. Yes, process. I'm not sure anyone is, to be honest. We're still processing 9/11 here. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> yes, saying. True. We take yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I will do The Voyeurs, an Amazon Prime oh, yes, erotic thriller, which bring- I, I did enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me bringing Recency up the room. Bias, yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, but I did enjoy that erotic thriller. I thought it had all the elements that I want to see. Sexy, gets off the rails and weird at the end. Uh, thrilling as well. So had everything I would want. I would give that movie a 9 out of 10. Nice. Mm, okay. Good sex scene where they're uh, doggy style while handing each other binoculars. Mm. But Which does I- she... Does she cry when she orgasms like Sharon Stone does? Yeah, when she the first time she has sex. She like, does, does a, a tear, <laughs> you know, slide down her cheek mm-hmm. as she orgasms? Slivers right down that cheek of hers. <laughs> no tears. So I know that's a deal breaker for a lot of people, but no tears on in this these orgasms. But it's a good one. Nine <laughs> out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sliver. I think I have. Not liver, sliver. Well, I want to talk a little about liver, like liver and onions, because <laughs> I really like that food and it gets me horny. No, but uh, sliver, I think my only big problem with this is Billy Baldwin. Mm. I just don't think I You're like You're just jealous because he's the better But you do his voice so well. <laughs> and uh, it's also my Alec and my Daniel and all the others. I just do this the same one, and I think it works. But... <laughs> I yeah. I think he's a little too like naturally creepy, and I would have liked more if the first half of this movie he seemed really charming and like a good guy. And maybe that's just me and my so it could be uh, William Baldwinness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, that he's kind of being an asshole. Like I'll take you to the gym. Like, 
it just seems like a, a bully way. But him, men would him be. doing him on that machine. They they oh, held on that him on that machine yeah. for a while when he well, was doing the like glute presses. Mm. Was that yes. was that triggering for a young gay man? <laughs> <laughs> it it was it was triggering for me now. <laughs> I agree. He's being cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you the trailer for this movie, The Bad Batch, it's one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Have you ever seen that movie, The Bad Batch? Nope. No. It's it's a, a post-apocalyptic movie, and one of the trailers is just a post-apocalyptic gym with all these guys just <laughs> lifting weights. That sounds like pumping iron. <laughs> it's like the post-apocalyptic version of po- uh, pumping iron. That's awesome. And it's just it makes the movie seem way cooler than it actually ends oh, okay. up being. But if you want to see good workout cinema, <laughs> watch the trailer for The Bad Batch, the teaser trailer. Okay, but, uh, love it. Back love to it. Sliver. William Baldwin. My only mm. issue with it, I th- I wish, I think all the turns would have worked a lot better if he was more of just like seeming like a good, perfect guy in the first half. But I think it is ahead of its time. I think people probably didn't even know how to like accept the fact of that type of surveillance and internet right. stuff. And, and that I, even being kind of like something that ultimately we're all going to do. We're all gonna mm. love watch watching people, you know. Oh, I do. Yeah. I'm gonna say have sex. <laughs> one, day, <laughs> one day, one <laughs> day. We're all building up to that one moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I like how weird it gets <laughs> with all the uh, surveillance stuff. I think that's just like it gets batshit. I kind of wish that original ending was part of it because that's even more batshit. And I think that's where erotic thrillers should go. Go. They should end at some insane conclusion and i i do like the way this one ends too like how abrupt it is as well i think she shoots everything and then says get a life and it immediately cuts to that's credits. why i was it like are, yeah are they gonna live happily it, it doesn't cut there to after well it does cut to credits with ub40s i can't help falling in love playing yeah <laughs> it's just boom <laughs> yeah i love it i i agree like i love miyazaki movies very different but for that reason that it just wraps up really quickly i'm like you're right the story is over what are we doing here let's get out of here yeah we don't yeah. need to see her at work now like yeah. talking right. to jenny Although, and all that we'd like jenny slash judy we'd judy love to see her again. she should get oh, her own credits. sliver she, she she needs her own show for sure yeah uh, but I would, I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. I think it is a movie I would recommend uh, for the surveillance aspects of it, especially. For all the lurkers and, out there. Oh uh, Yeah, go lurkers. <laughs> yeah. All the hackers and lurkers. Go peepers. Go most creep- creepers. Most importantly, Bill Handsome. What about you? Okay, so we talked about the scene where she, um, be- and he kind of dares her to do this, where she removes her panties um, at the restaurant and gives them to him and basically says, you know, no, That's I won because you dared me to do this and I did it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going up the elevator and she's like, you know what? I'm going to call it a night. I, I'm going to, I'm going to not have sex with this guy, even though I know the sex is mind blowing. It makes me cry. Mm. Um, She's like, let's, you know, let's call it a night. And so she lets him out onto his floor and then she keeps riding the elevator. And then she's like, nope, I want to go get fucked. So she stops the elevator, 
takes it back to his floor. He's left the door open because he knows she's coming back. She knows she wants a piece of right. the Right. And she's like, Zeke, Zeke. And she's like, this is, we've discussed this scene. It's it's clear the scene. She slivers around. To. Yeah. She gets to this like oddly massive like cement column in the middle of his it's for apartment. fucking it's part right. it's, yeah it's it's, fuck, it's, fucking it's setup. A, yeah exactly and <laughs> then the you know we pan out and um well rehearsed but of billy baldwin mm, enters the right frame in. slivers right and then she has no idea he's there he walks up to her then he slams her up against his column and you know they have maybe it only goes for a minute but it's a great minute of, of sex and yeah yeah <laughs> so that's i'm going to give it that if if you actually did that in person right oh. so not in the movie but like so imagine you're doing that in person yeah the experience of right it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you can you can Great. choose to be sharon or billy in this scenario okay yeah whatever is going to give gus, you just watching that. <laughs> I don't sure. know if Gus is watching. You can movie. be Judy, just wish, just wishing she were there. Um, yeah. But I would give that um, probably a ten out of ten, right? That experience, yeah. like if you lived it's very it, hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think seeing it, you can't quite give it a ten out of ten. The movie right? means right. Yeah. So I'm comparing Sliver to Sex. That right. <laughs> Great that, that specific, that specific, <laughs> that specific sexual scenario, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Very inventive, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and and also that scenario is a little bit rough. So if you're someone like a Sharon and likes to get roughed up a little bit, maybe that's great for you. If you're someone like hey. a Billy who likes to rough someone up a little bit, okay. So, um, in the movie. I would give a nine out of ten. Whoa! Okay, uh, hey, close. that's close. But, ten is like one of the best sexes the re- of your life. And well, the reason why the watching Sliver. Well, but <laughs> Sliver has Judy, and Sliver has Vida, and so that it's getting extra points for that. Right. So otherwise, sure. it'd be like a seven, but those right. ladies uh, pump it up by one. Right. Each. The ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. It also has one of the best. What I thought was like reference for me. It was like a Sasha wink wink like uh, lines in the movie. Where Sharon, for the first time, starts watching people fucking across the street through a telescope. Yes. And I think it's her or somebody else says, oh, looks like they're being rolfed. And I was like, oh, my God, you just made my day. Rolfing is my favorite kind of massage where they like tear you apart. But oh. I was like, what is hot reference? Like, I do that. If basically, you go, <laughs> there's a guy who is like a former Navy SEAL. I go to see him. He puts on rubber gloves. And he sticks his hand in my mouth and massages my mouth and I cry. And I pay him a lot of money for it. This is a true story. Uh, oh. I advise everybody does that. So, I'm, but I'm, like he can do it with any up. part of your body. I prefer my face from the inside. <laughs> so he's like, do you want shoulders? And you go, no, actually, how about the inside of my face? <laughs> wow. But that's rolfing. So Google it at home, go home, rolfing. It's a real thing. It exists. I- it yeah. makes you cry. It's it's terrible. Um, and I was like, wow, thank you for mentioning this. I really like you, screenwriter. You and I yeah. get each other. They should have mentioned dog agility, too. Then we would have been like completely on the same page. <laughs> right. But can't have it all, can you? Wow. No. Yeah. No. 
but Sliver has almost all of it. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. 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 Uh. You know. I also am biased because, as I said, it. Um. Again, that scene did sustain a lot of my sexual. It created neurological pathways life. in your brain that are still <laughs> driving you. Right. <laughs> And God bless. And what's strange is, you know, my, my, my parents didn't seem to really care that there was Mine a never VCR cared. labeled. Sl- yeah. Sliver. Um, Sliver. Well, Sliver. Good thing it had enough, they're like, oh, this is like a, a movie about. Love. God knows what. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, well, Sliver away, um, little Billy. And here we are. Uh, okay. Well, great. Thank you so much, Bill, for coming on. Shut up. I love it. Such a pleasure. Always good to see your face, as you know. How I, feel I had so much you. fun. Yeah, you too. Oh, Great movie. What is going on with you these days? Anything you'd like to plug or just mention? Just tell the world what's going on. Maybe follow you, lurk behind you. You tell us. Oh, you know, things are brewing. Things are bubbling. Things are brewing. They're stewing. So, yeah, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Billy Hansen 101 on Instagram, I guess. And uh, you'll find out. But those, what those things that are brewing and bubbling once they erupt what erupt thank you for like a that. volcano for sure yeah. yeah 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 i i think they will erupt pretty soon we're gonna see that eruption all of us <laughs> yeah uh joe what's eruption or otherwise wise going on with you i've uh, been struggling with eruption lately but uh, what, <laughs> oh, no. uh you could go to uh, joecabello.com <laughs> yeah donate so i can erupt uh, go to jokabeo.com, check out my other uh, podcast and movie review podcast called Beat It. That's awesome. I don't know why I started speaking with Australian accent at the end. Go to scriptanatomy.com. There's still a couple of classes that are yet to be sold out, but they will very soon that I'm teaching. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this awesome track. Go watch Sliver, everybody. And thank yourselves for listening. <laughs>